You are listening to the Robin of Sherwood podcast, season two, episode seven, The Greatest Enemy. Hello and welcome to the Robin of Sherwood podcast. I am Sietse Wilman. Uh, I'm the host of this show in which I have a conversation about every single episode of the great TV series Robin of Sherwood. As always, I'm doing that together with my fellow Sherwood fan, Andy Chesney. So Andy, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, afternoon everyone. Or maybe yeah, good morning. You don't know when people are listening. That's true, yeah. Or good night. <laughs> maybe if somebody can't sleep. Has tried all the uh, Robin of Sherwood audiobooks and now is trying uh, our podcast to, to fall asleep. It could happen, we don't know. Now, um, before we start the, the main part of this uh, podcast, uh, we've made it a tradition in the second series uh, that you start things off uh, with a one question quiz about uh, Robin of Sherwood. Um, as this is the final episode of the second series, I'm wondering what is your final trivia question? Okay, yep. Yeah. So the final question is. How many of the Marys, um, this inclu- including both Robins, um, were shot by an arrow during Robin of Sherwood? I'm going to try um, to come up with the answer uh, uh, at the end of the podcast. And of course, then you can, uh, you can tell me whether I'm uh, right or wrong. Also, uh, before we can uh, start uh, discussing The Greatest Enemy, uh, I'd like to pay attention to something a listener wrote to us. Uh, his name is Simon and he writes... Hello, Sietz and Andy. Uh, I really enjoyed the latest episode of the podcast, The Enchantment, so thank you. Uh, when I was re-watching the episode in preparation for listening to your discussion, I was struck by a small similarity between The Enchantment and Peter Jackson's Return of the King. In the opening scene of The Enchantment, where John is uh, threading the needle, there seems to be a similarity to the opening scene of The Return to the King, where Deagle is putting a worm onto his fishing hook. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with them. Um, well, he also included uh, links to the to the scenes on YouTube, and then he uh, he uh, closes off with saying, uh, "It may be a coincidence, of course, or just my imagination, but I wonder if Peter Jackson has seen the Robin of Sherwood series and it influenced his work on Lord of the Rings." That's uh, Simon's uh, email, and I thought it was a great observation. When I, when I read it, I immediately knew what scene he meant. Are you that familiar with yes. the Lord of the Rings movies? I'm, well, I'm not actually that familiar with them, but but that's, that's still interesting to hear, though. That you know, when people, you know, think other shows and stuff have been have been influenced by Robin and Sherwood, yeah, it's always it's always interesting to hear that. I think they are both opening scenes, and we see a close up of a very intense face, uh, which gives us the impression that something really serious is going on. And then when the camera zooms out, we see that he's just. Uh, concentrating on a on a minor chore, so I, th- I thought it was a great observation. I don't know, m- maybe it's uh, just one of those things that directors uh, or writers have in their bag of tricks, and it's been done before. Yeah, or maybe Peter Jackson has seen uh, uh, Robin of Sherwood and uh, draw uh, drew some inspiration from that. Yeah, uh, good work. Well, mm. Yeah, it's and uh, it's the second time the Lord of the Rings uh, comes up, of course, after uh, we talked about uh, uh, John Rice Davis in both Robin of Sherwood and Lord of the Rings movie. So, um, and also, I thought it was really great uh, to read that someone uh, actually uh, re-watched the Robin of Sherwood uh, series to prepare listening to our podcast. That's such a big honor for us, isn't it? Yeah, that is actually. <clears throat> yeah, it's nice, um, you know, you think people going to that effort to actually del- yeah, deliberately re-watch an episode, you know, to, um, before hearing the uh, discussion. 
Thank you, Simon, for doing that and especially for letting us know because, well, we're just uh, uh, chatting to each other and we don't know how many people are listening or how they feel about it uh, unless they let us know in an email or something like that. Right, uh, so now the time has come um, yeah, for us uh, to face uh, the last episode of this season and that's called The Greatest Enemy. When the show starts, uh, we see Nazir sitting in the forest with some uh, Arab-looking people. Uh, he's being watched by Will. And then at one point, Nazir and the men leave on horses. Will reports this uh, to the outlaws. And they wonder what Nazir is up to and if he'll be back. <coughs> it's got suspense in it, this, um, isn't it? Um, the, the, the opening. I mean, obviously, at this stage, it makes you think that the story is going to be about um, going to be about Nazir. You know, you sort of you you, you sense that perhaps all oh, this is going to be a storyline, you know, involving Nazir. And in truth, you know, there is um, obviously elements of the greatest and you know parts of if it do you know are based on um, kind of side story with Nazir. It's originally when the episode was written before they knew Michael Prade was leaving. I think the the, the episode would have had more. A backstory, even you know, well, you know, he was meant to be quite influenced the whole storyline by this Nazir thing. But once, obviously, they knew Robin, they were you know was leaving and stuff like that. They they had they obviously they changed, they had to change the you know the focus of the episode. Yeah, but they do still you kept. Know if they wrote a complete episode about the Nazir storyline, or was it just some idea they had in their mind? And then they uh, decided to uh, use that idea early on to get the final Michael Prade episode together. Yes, that's a good question. Um, I don't actually know for sure if if a whole episode was written before Michael Prade announced he was leaving. So I, I don't actually know how much Kip had written into this um, into this Nazir idea, you know, for the last episode. But all I know is that it is is that it's it seems to be the case that it was it, it, this it would have been the, the episode would have involved nazir's story a lot more had had robin and, and michael prade not been leaving that's that's all i can really say yeah. um yeah uh, two minor things that that i noticed uh, watching this opening scene is uh, first of all we don't see robin with uh, the other marys when will comes back and says what he's uh, seen nazir do uh, uh, robin isn't there but for continuity, that works quite well because when we when we first see Robin, he's actually um, on his own with Marion, isn't he, walking through the forest, and then Hearn calls him off. So actually, that kind of fits in quite well with Robin not being with with Will and the others, because basically he was off with Marion, you know, just walking, you know, walking around the, the forest with with her at that time, yeah, that's true. and obviously and meeting meeting up. Uh, thing I wanted so. to point out is that uh, Tuck has a goat. I, I don't know why. I just I thought it was. Um, uh, a funny detail to throw in there, you know. You know, it, it gives us just a little bit of insight into how they manage to stay alive and how their life in the forest uh, looks like. Um, so then we have the opening tune, as you said. Robin is uh, walking in the forest with Marion when Hearn uh, calls him. Uh, he's not wearing his uh, his mask uh, this time, Hearn, and he tells him um, uh, Hearn-style riddle. Um, who is the greatest enemy that's always near you, sometimes on your shoulder, you must face him. And I think this is one of the rare occasions where Robin immediately knows what Hearn means. Yeah, he does. And there's a there's a kind of look of, um, a slight look of sadness on Robin's face. You know, it's kind of solemn sort of meeting this. It's, Hearn, as you say, he appears as a, he wants to appear as a man here to Robin. 
and and I, I suppose her knows it's the last time he's going to see Robin. It's kind of a more sort of gentle approach, I suppose, to breaking the news to him that that actually your time's you know your time's up now, and um, yeah, and shortly you'll be facing facing your greatest you know the greatest enemy, which which is death, of course. Um, uh, this is actually not the very first scene we see after the titles show up because the episode, uh, the main part of the episode starts in the in the castle, where uh, yeah. the sheriff is getting a shave. Nicholas Graves famously didn't want to wear the itching fake beard anymore, I believe. And then the shaving gets interrupted by a messenger from the king, who sets the sheriff an ultimatum: he has to capture or kill Robin, or he'll be sent to France to fight in the war. And the messenger says when he leaves, uh, "I wish you good hunting." And that remark sparks an idea with the sheriff. Yeah, it's interesting to note that the um, so this Hubert de Gishkar guy, who um, you obviously fit the messenger guy, you know, who comes to the castle to warn. I, I like the way he's um, it's all for, you know, he's very severe, isn't he? The way you know, the way he's telling the sheriff that um, you know, the way he's passing on the king's orders. Yeah, he's just very serious. That Hubert de Gishkar, very succinct, very succinct with the, with his instructions and. And you just you you do get you do get the feeling that the kind of there's going to be some urgency in this episode coming up. It does. It's interesting how it, how it pans out in the end because obviously there's so much more action and a whole load of stuff still to come. But I do feel they they set it up quite nicely in these early scenes, um, and you you do sense there's some urgency for um, yeah for, on Robert's Reno shoulders. Um, but one thing I've always noticed is that it's interesting. It kind of shows in a way how. Um, how the how the sheriff how this sheriff you know isn't very isn't isn't very hands on, um, and what I mean by that is that um, obviously you know the, the Marys have been around for for at least a couple of years at this stage, and and the sheriff's obviously had a, attempts to catch them and, and and often he sends out Gisborne and things like that with plans maybe to, to, to try and stop them or whatever. Um, and, it, and it's interesting, it's actually Hubert de Gishkar that actually gives him the idea to hunt to hunt Robin. And of course, the sheriff then devises this this cunning plan and he, and he does it with, 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 with all his resources and everything like that. But, but he didn't actually think of the idea himself. You know, as, 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 as Hubert, Hubert walks off, Hubert walks off, you know, the sheriff actually then sort of ponders to himself hunting you know and you can tell you can know you can sort of see the look of the sheriff in his you know it's almost like oh yes you know i've never you can you can tell he's never really thought to actually go out <laughs> into the forest yeah. and hunt, well, and hunt it's, it's, it's a pretty straightforward you know. plan he comes up with i mean mm. it's it's not that complicated or far-fetched or anything i mean if you want to catch somebody in the forest go and try to hunt them down i mean that's not yeah, but when you look back to like Robin Hood and the Sorcerer, and obviously when you see how many of the, the Gisborne soldiers were shot down and things like that, it was almost like they just kind of assumed. And don't forget the Baron. If you remember, Baron de Belem actually told told the sheriff, you know, he said, "Oh, you know, Robin." He said, "The hooded man can't be beaten by force. You know, he can't be beaten in the forest, sort of thing." And so I think that had kind of put the sheriff off, maybe maybe trying to to actually attack. To, to, to hunt Robin, and in truth, it, it, it's a you know it's a clever plan because the sheriff, the sheriff and his men, they can't really get Robin by actually going into the forest. They have to draw them out. It's all about tricking them and yeah, and bringing them that, out. That, that's and, true. He combines laying an ambush with uh, mm -hmm. setting up a, a hunting party because uh, first he yeah. summons um, uh, Edward of Wickham and uh, Wickham and his son uh, Matthew, 
And uh, Dorano says he wants to round up the village and sell the men as soldiers. Uh, he threatens uh, to kill Matthew uh, if Ed Edward doesn't uh, do his bidding. Then he sends Matthew away to deliver a message to Robin, which kind of puzzles me because we don't see that um, playing out later on in the story. Um, and then he sets up uh, his trap in Wickham. The whole village is packed with soldiers uh, hidden in the, in the houses of the villagers. And when the Marys approach this, uh, the village, they seem a bit suspicious. Will enters yeah. first, but you can also already tell that something is going on. Yeah, just going back a, a, a bit, I, I do like the exchange with um, that exchange with the sheriff and Edward. You know where he, um, you can tell the sheriff's really he's really angry at Wickham now um, by this stage, isn't he? But you know, obviously, particularly Edward. And well, he well, um, is, is really angry with him, or does he just uh, you know looking for an excuse to uh, to put the village uh, at risk and to uh, to lady ambush there to catch? Well, Robin? yeah. Well, I suppose a bit of both. I think. I mean, I think the sheriff's just angry in general because obviously he knows he put he knows his job's on the line, and I guess he's he's probably thinking, oh, you know, he's I've probably let this whole Wickham thing go, you know go go too far and he's like you know because he sort of says to edward oh you know i'm gonna hang you and i should have done it a long time ago and things like that but i, I think there's some great lines in there i mean i particularly like the as you say about um you know when he says oh, i'm gonna i'm selling the men to Ranulph of chester you know he needs more soldiers and all the rest can go begging for all i care and <laughs> and I, I, I do um I, I i like i do like these sort of this whole exchange you know and and the and, and Edward, so oh, you know this is this is shameful, and, and you, you can just see the sheriff really kind of getting into his element. Oh, you know, yeah. yes, it is. You know, it's monstrous, and <laughs> he's just he's yeah. really kind of yeah. And, and building the thing with the throwing the apple to Matthew and tell him to yeah. come step forward yeah. to bring it to him. Yeah, but 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 what what message does he deliver to Robin? Well, we don't see we don't actually see the message, but I mean we don't. It's not. It's like with any episode, or well, sorry, any kind of story in general, you don't always have to see every single bit. It, the, the, it's clearly it's clearly stated that a message is sent to Robin. Um, so yeah, I mean you've you've got you know Robin agreeing to meet um, Wicker in Wickham, and obviously you know he sends Will in first, and um, and we know as viewers there's all sorts of trouble in store in store already for them. Um, and, and obviously we know the sheriff's behind it. But what, what I like is that you, Robert Young directs this scene in a way that, that leaves us feeling a big sense of unease. So it'd be easy to think, oh, we know it's a trap straight away and and, and you kind of, you know, and in that sense, there's not really much surprise to it. But I like the way it's, it's kind of shot. It still gives a, quite a sense of unease about what's going to happen. And you feel slightly a bit nervous watching it. And, and once Will... Because Will sees a helmet, doesn't he? And he sees glimpses of armour through a hut. And he, um, yeah, strangely sort of hesitates a little bit before um, before crying out, before, you know, calling out ambush. I, th I think he's just probably wanting to be 100% sure first. And, um, and then obviously he yeah. does shout or, out. Or maybe um, uh, those shots are what we as viewers see. And maybe it's not what Will actually sees. We, we don't well, that's, that. yeah. <clears throat> that's an interesting way, way to look at it. I didn't, yeah. I hadn't particularly thought thought like that, but it's true. I mean, I th this is what this is what I mean. The way it's shot by Robert Young, it kind of it's it's quite interesting how it how it's sort of it's quite tense the way it's sort of done, and yeah, and in the end, obviously, Will does call out um, ambush, and Robin. Um, it's interesting. He, he's he's noticed <clears throat> noticeably shocked actually when you. I mean, obviously, all the Mary suddenly 
you know, they all kind of stand up, stand round, and they all they're all a bit shocked, obviously, by the ambush. And but Robin, particularly, it's, it's great acting. Actually, he's he's very um he looks pretty shocked by it, Michael Prey. Um, and there's a bit of panic, and 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 obviously the Marys who are quietly walking into the village suddenly turn around to see a line of soldiers aiming crossbows at them from from out you know from out the trees, and 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 then there's more appearing from huts. Um, they desperately dive for cover. Um, and Robin and John, in, uh, John in particular, um, they they shelter well. Um, they really have to get right down. And um, as the crossbow bolts end up missing them, and it's it's very tense. And and much of of all people um, strikes first. Um, he actually throws he throws a stone into a soldier's eye, taking him out. And then obviously a full on fight scene takes place. Um, and I think this is the finest acting, you know, p- demonstrated by the Marys here. It's just. There's re- there's a real adrenaline, fear, and determination on show in a way you never seen never seen before. I think actually, it's just it's it's some real kind of I don't know. It's just it's just it all seems so real. You know, um, very realistic. Yeah. The whole the whole s- sequence really. True. Although, although uh, there there is some there are some more light uh, there are some lighter moments in it. I mean, when uh, Marion and Much uh, make their way through using um, this like this sort of a cart to push the soldiers yeah. aside. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Touch um, water. That's there, right. There's and a bit of fun in there as well, but yeah, and I mean, and Fire Tuck sort of barges, kind of just sort of barges one out of the way with his weight, doesn't he? Yeah, there, there is like um, yeah, that, that, that's right. Um, it's some great sword play, I think, by Robin and Will, and and it gets the Marys off to an encouraging start. Um, and little John's putting his quarter staff skills skills to the max, you know, and he's um he, he, beating he up. He throws his staff uh, at one of the soldiers uh, at one point. He does, yeah. He fights off Gisborne, and then shortly after, um, yeah, he actually has to fend off, um, fend off a second attack by him as well because Gisborne actually comes back at him um, afterwards as well. But then, yeah, he comes to Much's aid impressively, yeah, by throwing by throwing his staff onto a soldier's head. That's right, and I think it knocks the soldier in, into the river. As much much was on a raft, wasn't he? He was being pulled in by um, by rope. Um, and you've got Will frantically running, runs around, running around between huts, you know, trying to find an escape route. Um, but there were just there were soldiers everywhere, you know. Um, Will's being forced to kill and kill. Um, <laughs> fortunately, something yeah, he's he very good mind. at. No, no, yeah, he's. <laughs> There's one particular point actually where Will marginally avoids um, a weapon thrown towards his head. Um, I don't know if you remember that he's by a hut and 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 there's something thrown towards his head and and his look of relief and fear is 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 priceless. You suddenly see this close up of Will's face, and he realizes how close this thing was to 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 killing him. You know, it literally just misses his head, and and you and you see a real kind of look of fear. You know, in in Will, and he's kind of um he's really relieved. You know that he that it missed him. And then, and then back to Robin, Marion, and Tuck. You know, they're all showing determination to fight off all these soldiers. Um, we see Marion; she sort of cleverly slices a soul, cleverly, yeah, soldier's leg. If you, if, um, leaving him grounded. If you remember that yeah. early on, there's a bit where she takes out a soldier in in the leg and just kind of slices it, slices him down. One of the things I think that's noticeable in the scene as well is if you can, it's interesting to note the difference in Prade from um, from Robin Hood and the Sorcerer to now. Um, if you compare his castle battle with Gisborne from that episode, you see a younger Loxley frantically trying to escape, you know, Gisborne's clutches. There's no real plan or or skilled fighting on show. Um, he's purely using his speed and and strength 
um, and you know to fend him off and then climb up castle walls, etc. And but here we see a confident, a confident leader. Um, you know, he's aggressively taking the fight to soldiers and doing a fine job of it. Sort of as as it goes on, you've got Robin, Mary, and Much and Tuck. You know, they find a quick chance, a quick chance to escape into the woods. Little John, seeing he sort of sees them, glances up, he sees them flee. Um, perhaps thinking he won't catch up, or possibly sacrificing himself as a as a distraction to the soldiers to buy the others time to escape. Um, strangely, heads into heads into a hut where the soldiers then pour in and charge him down. And, and again, the acting the acting from Clive Mantle was immense. And you yeah, fully believe... I really love that scene when all the oh. action is uh, is happening inside the hut, but we can't see it, we can only hear it. And then he yeah. bre- they all and break you, out. Yeah, and you you fully believe his strength is, fight, is fighting them off and the pain he suffers is real. You know, it, it's just... Yeah, it's, it's, sort of, it's, it's horrible when you see them all kind of... Um, bearing down on, on little John like that and it's you know every the yeah, it's just all too much in the end and he's he's grossly outnumbered um and obviously both he and Will uh, Will Court um yeah and I, again, I love that final um stand of Will as well when he's surrounded with all the soldiers with their shields up and he's just you know throwing himself at, uh, um, at the soldiers uh, charging at them shouting come on uh well well it's it's obvious that he's lost and that he's, he's going to be uh, captured as well because he's out, outnumbered simply and, and surrounded. But he it, it <coughs> takes uh, a long time for him to give up and it really shows his spirit, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he's, he's particularly angry and frustrated when he's surrounded um, and you feel huge sympathy when, when, those, when the large shields, you know, charge towards him and, and squash him in. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting at this stage that, that obviously the Marys had no Nazir, um, which was a big loss to them. Yet remarkably, um, four of the six of them escaped such a deadly ambush. But it just shows, yeah, how well they, how well the Marys did. That actually four, four of the six actually do escape. But it's it's a terrific action scene, and, and was Robin of Sherwood at its best? Yeah. And um, so after this uh, great fighting scene. Um, we see uh, Robin, Much, and Marion, uh, and Tuck uh, escape. Then um, Tuck is the first one who has to give up. And they know they're being uh, followed by uh, soldiers with dogs. Uh, it's even the sheriff himself who goes after them. Um, and, and after some time, Tuck is out of breath. I mean, he's not uh, the most uh, uh, fit uh, <laughs> outlaw there is. So they decide to hide him in a tree. And I hope that the hunters will pass him by because the hounds will follow the scent of the others. It almost works, but then yeah, yeah, his, his shoe falls off, and that that gives him away. Yeah. yeah, I know. It was, I was thinking it's such a shame when it happens because um, because they'd gone to all that effort of, of of getting him up the tree, and obviously that was you know eating into their time, you know, into their escape time. And it was it's, it's frustrating seeing it because you yeah you, you you really when when he's up in that tree, it's, it's a really good hiding place for him, and he's quite comfortable comfy up there as well and you think yeah that's all sorted you know and the rest the other three can go on but yeah i, I, I have to say i really like the way robin, robin just stays calm though here because obviously you know they are um you know they're under real pressure you know running obviously they've been running probably for miles you know through the through the afternoon and you know trying to obviously get away from these hounds and um but he's very he's very calm the way he just says to you know the way he kind of handles it with tuck and he's like you know it's okay you know you you stay there yeah you'll be fine and and he just kind of he's always very reassuring i think robin when there's danger you know to the others he's he's very he's very good at kind of 
getting that you know just kind of keeping that sort of um calmness you know yeah he does he, uh, he, he doesn't lose he, his mind i mean because the next move he makes is mm. guiding uh, much and marion to a stream to um to uh, throw off the dogs yeah um and that, that, that's the most that, that's the smarter thing to do i think i mean i've never been in such a situation but it makes complete sense to find water and see if you can make the dogs lose your scent it's your only way to to get them off your tail i think <laughs> Yeah, and there's also another bit where they um, where they take a bit of a, a breather. Um, the Mary, um, the four of them. This is yeah. This was actually just slightly before Tuck was um, yeah. It was before Tuck was captured. Um, but you see, you actually see a bit where they stop for a breather, and Robin, um, his the word, his words, the words from Hearn suddenly come to him. He, he does have a slight look of um, a slight look of panic. Actually, he suddenly remembers what you know that Hearn's words about him about him dying basically, and. Um, and about his time being up so it's yeah it's interesting to know that because obviously when you see when you see the, the conversation at the beginning it's easy to think oh robin's just fully aware of, of what's to come you know through through the episode but of course as we know life's not quite like that i mean at the end of the day robin even robin might even though he knew his time was up soon he wouldn't know exactly when it was up and and obviously bearing in mind this whole action scene's been going on in wickham and all this fighting and it was only it was only it was interesting it was only when he just had that breather that he suddenly it just gave him that chance to just suddenly um yeah just remember Hearn's words and of course it, it all just kind of it, it kind of makes sense to him then and it's um it's, it's an awful situation for him you know because he's sort of knows what his outcome's going to be but of course he's still got you know your natural instincts have still got to be to fight to the end and of course he's yeah. he's got marrying a much with him and it's awful because obviously he doesn't want them doesn't want them dying and it's um it's a tough day, isn't it? It's it's a really hard situation they're in. Say, say um, uh, and at the same time, um, the Arab men uh, try to kill Nazir. We haven't seen uh, anything uh, from uh, from Nazir uh, after the opening scene. Um, but they uh, sit uh, around the fire. Uh, the, the, they they talk, and then the, the mysterious men try to kill Nazir. Uh, but of course, Nazir uh, beats them in a fight. Uh, one of the men shows a sign on his chest. It's like a like a tattoo, I think. Uh, Nazir decides to spare his life and he leaves, uh, but the man comes after him. So Nazir has no choice but to shoot him down from his horse. And then further on up the road, he meets some villagers who tell him what has happened in uh, in Wickham. And then there's, there's this great sequence I really love when he goes on a solo rescue mission, uh, silently killing the soldiers in his way. And it, it really shows the best qualities of Nazir in sneaking around killing people he's so he's so skilled at it oh definitely yeah i mean we've seen the zero is best in in this episode too don't we and again we're treated to another great action scene in wickham aren't we you know as if the first one wasn't good enough we then get this yeah. um this nazir solo um performance and um and yeah it's it's again it's great entertainment um it's tense again and it's um particularly obviously at the beginning where yeah he, he approaches the village quietly and sort of tries to kill off a few yeah, um, I love it when he kills a, a, a soldier by stabbing him through the wall of the hut, then retrieving yeah. his dagger uh, and, and yeah. then, uh, pulling up the, the, the body of the soldier, uh, you know, making it sit yes, upright yeah, so yeah. nobody will notice. It looks like he's asleep. That's yeah, very much so. so. Great. Yeah, yeah, he's very clever the way he goes about it. And he obviously, you know, he tries to, to cover his tracks. But eventually, you know, eventually the, they, the soldier spots him, doesn't he? And um obviously then it'll yeah you know the fight breaks out gisborne's there as well in the village and there's all mayhem isn't there and um <laughs> and this 
you know, Nazir's attacking them, and it's um, yeah, it's it's great stuff. Yeah, and and he only uh, surrenders because uh, they hold a knife uh, at the throats of uh, Will and John. So there's there's no point in uh, continuing the fight. But uh, it 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 gives you the impression this whole sequence that he might actually succeed in. Uh, rescuing his uh, his friends and that's really yeah really definitely cool. yeah I mean, you actually see gisborne sweating don't you during it that's how much trouble he's caused and when they are all uh, tied up and nazir explains uh, that the men he met with are uh, assassins kill for their beliefs and that he uh, belonged to their order but has cut uh, ties with him so that uh, that mystery is solved here meanwhile uh, robin marion and march are still on the run yeah, they've been chased chased out of the forest, haven't they? Right to the edge of the forest, and um, and they're now they're now in the open. Um, but Robin obviously spots this rocky hill, which they um, which they they all run towards. At this point, it's hard to say if if Robin's deliberate, deliberately chosen this spot or whether it's just. I mean, I get the feeling. I think they've just been chased for ages, and eventually they are they are literally just chased out of the forest. Um, from Robin's point of view, it's not that he thinks they'll escape. I think particularly by being on the, on on this rocky outcrop I, I think it's more if anything it's, it's just a chance for them to actually have a breather again because in truth you know they they, they can't literally just keep running the whole time and it's quite a convenient little a, a, a place for robin actually because it just gives him a chance to actually assess the whole situation now um he knows they're they're grossly he knows they're massively outnumbered but uh, but obviously once he's up on there high up they've got they've got the advantage of the long bows with the heights shooting down at the sheriff's men if they come close and and actually robin can see exactly what what what's um you know what what he's what he's up against now and he can see the sheriff and all the soldiers and he, he knows he knows exactly what the situation is now i i, I do um, believe that he uh led them to that point deliberately i think he knew at that point that uh, his time was up so his priority would be to save well, uh, first and foremost, Marion, but also much and as many of the others as, as he can. He went up oh, there. Oh, yes, no, so, Yeah, because they, they couldn't I keep agree, on running. But I think they could buy their time there until it got yeah. dark, and then they, he could send off uh, Marion and much to the forest and, and defend them as long as he could. I mean, don't get me wrong. While Robin's being chased, yes, it might be he's got it in mind to perhaps find somewhere to kind of perhaps shelter them or, or for them to stop. But, but I don't, I don't think this is an area where they've they've been before. But either way, he 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 spotted a good a good place for them to um, to kind of set up and um, uh, and defend themselves. Um, yeah, I think I feel with Robin, it's once he gets to this rocky hill that he's able to he he's able to really kind of think it through. And it kind of helps Robin in a way that the sheriff's um, takes time. He takes his time to kind of get them surrounded, and that sort of works. Robin, this is the thing that works in Robin's favour. He's able. Robin's got enough arrow. Robin and Marion have got enough arrows to just buy them a bit of time, because he sends two knights. Um, he, he sends two of them charging, charging up um up towards Robin and and, and Marion. You know, obviously up up towards the, the rocky the hill. Yeah, too, but <laughs> it surprised me in a way that the sheriff would think that these soldiers could actually, ch I'm sorry, that these horses could actually charge all the way up there. Because, I mean, we know how big this rocky hill is. And do you think the sheriff was probably just trying to panic them early on, probably just by getting, just by charging some, some yeah, knights? Yeah, I think so. Uh, maybe it's just a little yeah. bit of a, a trial and error situation uh, yeah. uh, on behalf of the sheriff. Just you, you and you, just go up there, see what happens. And if they get killed, yeah. well, at least Robin and Marion will have uh, two arrows left, uh, less than yeah. they had before. So. 
that's the thing with the sheriff you know he does try he tries some different things doesn't he you know he um he's using his resources and he's and as you say yeah, yeah he, doesn't he care uh, about the life of the soldiers i mean he, he's got the option because he's got so many men there he's got the option to try different things and um but obviously as we know the, the sadness comes for mary for marion and much particularly marion when when robin obviously basically admits that that she's going to have to go off and and, yeah. and save herself while he stays stays yeah. behind and, um, yeah, that, that's right marion marion realizes what's going on pretty soon you know she yeah asks, are we going to die and when he speaks too much, you know, you get again. He's just so he's just so reassuring too much, isn't he? You know, Robin always, um, <clears throat> he's 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 very good at simplifying things. Robin Robin of Loxley, you know, in a so in a bad situation, he's very good at kind of making things seem simple, and um, and suddenly that way, other people then don't sort of feel the the panic or, or the, the you know the, the danger as much, and, and it works very well with with much. It's just very simple to him, and just just says oh you know it's okay you know i'm gonna i'm gonna stay here and cover you you know you, you, you go off with much and you know lie low until it's dark and he's just very just very calm the way he just kind of just gently tells much you know to, to, that he's got to go with marion and um yeah and uh yeah he, he does so because he he needs much to uh not break apart and um just to, to do that and uh I think he knows much well enough that if he were to admit that he was going to die, that much would probably start crying and not be able to yeah. do anything, or maybe re refuse to leave. Something. Yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah, mm. and that's why that's why he had to promise as well, isn't it? You know, that's the yeah, because he says, you know, I'll be with you later, and of course, much sort of tries to you know to question it, and yeah, Robin Robin actually has to kind of has to promise, you know, to sort of just to just to reassure him, but of course, you know. He, you know, he's just trying to save. He's, he's doing, you know, to save much his life, and um, yeah, and, and he just and it goes off to have a have a word with Marion. Oh, it's just, it's it's brilliant acting, isn't it? By by Michael Prade and Judy Trott. It's such a um such a powerful scene, isn't it? I think the that that last um you know that bit they have together it's, and um, it's, it's really touching. It's, it's actually yeah my favorite scene from this episode. So we're going to have a listen to how it all goes down I'm going to ask you to do something you won't want to do but it's the only I'm way. not leaving you if that's what you're it's going to say only. no I am staying here here I thought you had more courage courage to stay alive dying's easy You're a crusader's daughter. Look at me. You see, I'm asking you to live because it's meant to be. Nothing's meant to be. It is. It is. And one day you'll know it. Oh, let me stay with you. There are so many things I want to say to you, but time's caught me up and now I'll never say them. Except that I loved you from the moment I saw you and every moment since. Don't make me go. Do you want them to win? I don't care about them. You must. 
For the sake of everything we've meant to each other, you must care. Because that way, you'll keep alive all we've believed in. And I can't die then, can I? Hmm? I'm right, aren't I? Uh, the look on uh, Marion's face when Robin says dying is easy, it's just so so touching. And then Robin uh, comforts her, persuades her to leave. They share a final kiss. And then Robin yeah, gives Albion yeah. to Marion. Mm. And, uh, together with much, she, uh, she escapes to the forest. Another thing that really uh, breaks my heart is when um, Marion um, eventually does leave. Uh, she has one more um, look at Robin. Shouts out, uh, "I love you!" And then she has to has to go. That that sounds and looks so um, believable to me. I mean, that that's what you would do in a situation like this. Just you know, have one more look. Say you love somebody one more time before you really really have to go. So she pulled it off really convincingly, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And then then we get to that um, iconic scene with uh, with the red filter. Where Robin is the last uh, last one standing on the on the hill of uh, Burrington Ham. It's a it's a great location and it's such a great image. I actually uh, use it as the the startup screen of my phone. So whenever I uh, uh, put on my phone, it's the first thing I uh, I see. Yeah, it's an iconic image, isn't it, for for Robin and Sherwood? It's for me, it's my favourite moment. I think in the whole. Um Probably in the whole show, actually. I, I just feel like Robin's show is just completely at its peak now, you know. Take Albion and go! I love you! They're breaking out! Attack! Why is he staying there?
and and yeah, I love the way that he he stands firm right to the end. You know, um, even as the soldiers close in on him, you know, he's just he's still just up there. You know, yeah, he's shooting. You know, just using his arrows, shooting them down. Yeah, you, you can uh, see the the soldiers been. even then uh, after they outnumber him they they have beaten him uh, he has broken his bow on his knee he has shot his last arrow uh, high up in uh, in the sky uh, over the soldiers uh, not aiming to hit anybody anymore and even then the soldiers hesitate just a bit uh, uh, right before they charge at him yeah they do and, and it's, it just shows the presence that Robin that Robin had had you know that, that, that he's um you know that they're, they're they're still wary of him right up to the last moment, and it's um and and he actually there's there's a, there's a moment where he, he actually makes he makes eye contact, doesn't he, with the sheriff, as the sheriff you know as 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 they all get closer, and and I love the way Robin just kind of Robin just sort of nods and and has this kind of slight smile, and it's um the sheriff is actually looking sort of quite worried, it's, and this is this is the great thing, you know, you've got he's got he he's there with an army surrounding Robin, and yet. Robin's the one who's standing up there. Who look? He's the one that actually looks calm and in control, you know. And the sheriff actually is thinking, thinking "Oh, you know, is there going to be one last? He, is there going to be some his, sort of his one his last dignity, trick, Robin, to the to the very yeah. end?" And, uh, yeah, it's such a memorable no, scene. I mean, yeah. no matter how many times I, I watch it, first um, his final moment with Marion, and then uh, right before he dies, it, it always makes me feel sad a bit, and it always touches me. And I love, I love that it took a whole army to bring Robin down as well. You know, he, he just caused so many problems. You know, obviously for the sheriff over these these years in, um, you know, for a number of years in 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 Sherwood, obviously. And um, and I just think it was brilliant. It, it was really good that it took the sheriff to to use every resource. You know, he had to, he had to literally yeah. get the whole lot an army hound. In, in, in a lot of the um, um, versions of the legend, uh, Robin died um, of poison, I believe. Um, yeah, this is. For um, this rendition of Robin Hood, I mean, being a young rebel, this is a better way to die, I think. Yeah. It was a great uh, way when, to When go. I uh, saw this as a kid, it made such a, uh, such a strong impression on me. I mean, you kind of led to believe that the heroes in your favorite series won't die. I mean, it, it almost never happens in this sort of series. I mean... When I was young and I was watching this, I mean, I, I really strongly remember I couldn't believe that he was actually dead. I mean, I... I just think they totally went went in the right direction with it. And, um, I mean, the thing is, you know, obviously they did they did consider for a short time possibly recasting, you know, Michael Prade. But it just wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the same. And, and they knew that, you know, they realised that, you know, Prade was... He was too good to replace directly, you know. It wouldn't. It just w really wouldn't have been the same with 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 a, with a second Robin of Loxley, and so you know you've got to you just got to be bold, and um and that's what Richard Carpenter did, and he he and he um he, he used the other yeah. version of of, of yeah. Robin Hood in but, the but, legend, but, you know, killing him off. It was a really really brave move, and I think it. Uh, even though, uh, like I said, I always. Uh, feel a bit sad when watching it i think it's uh, story-wise it's 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 a brilliant decision to do it yeah but it kind of it ticks the boxes of, of fitting into children's tv as well though i think the way they don't show the way they don't actually show his death i think is quite you know we know he's surrounded we're here we see the we see the crossbow 
we see the arrow, the crossbow bolts are fired and everything. But but because we don't actually see Robin down, I think um, I think it does relieve a bit of the sadness in a way. I think um, um, so. Yeah, it was it was just done with with real class, you know. Um, but just just one point again on the sheriff, and, and again it just shows where the sheriff un- underestimates what underestimated Robin because he kind of um, again as they're just kind of closing in. <clears throat> or, or when just as Marion and much kind of run off, you know, you, the sheriff then kind of he sort of looks up and he's like, oh, why is he staying there? You know, and and this is this is what I love. You know, Rob, the sheriff just doesn't really get Robin. You know, he, no, Robin, because Robin, it's uh, something that he himself would never do. He would always would never, sacrifice yeah, yeah. others to save his own yeah. life. And and, and exactly. Robin does the exact uh, Robin, opposite. Yeah, and Robin knows that the, the cause is more important than just than just him. You know, and this is the thing he wants that spirit and that. Um, and that determination to carry on with 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 Marion and the Marys, and and this is the thing, you know, Robin doesn't, the sheriff doesn't get how much how much it all means to Robin. This whole this whole battle, you know, between the two sides, and um and yeah, I just I I think that's interesting to to, to know that when he he's sort of surprised to see you know to see that Robin sort of stays back and he's you know he's yeah. wise and of course you know yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. It only adds to Robin's uh, legend, uh, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've uh, been to that place in uh, Burlington Ham uh, last summer. Um, I don't know if, you, if, if you've been there. I, I suppose you have. Yeah, I have, yeah. It was weird. That there, uh, in a way, there, I, I knew there wasn't anything out there, but in a way, I expected there to be like a, a memorial plaque or something like that or... A, you know, not, I think there should be. I think we should all um, raise money to, to put something in there. I know, I know it's all fiction, but I, because I, I've I've seen this scene um, uh, as a child and made such an impression on me, and I've seen it a couple of times uh, a couple of times since. It almost feels like an historical important location. I mean, I even took a little souvenir. Uh, I mean, of course, um, people listening to this can't can't see it, but I. Uh, I just had to pick up uh, one of those uh, white, uh, or well, not really white, but one of those li- light-colored uh, rocks. So I just um, uh, took this one uh, w- with me. I mean, personally, I would always want the locations to stay untouched. But um, but I think what oh, would sorry. be a nice. Did, did I do anything wrong by taking picking up the the rock or? Oh no, no, no. I'm <laughs> sorry, not me. I'm no, I mean about your idea. <laughs> no, no, I mean about um, like putting up some kind of. You know, memorial. No, I mean, I, th- I no, think what I, would be I, a great. Now I come to think of it, it should be just like a, a little sign. It, it should be a statue. Well, they could do Robin well, up well, there in that uh, iconic position, and then every yeah, night yeah, yeah. when no, the sun no, sets, Burrington. everybody can see it. Although nobody will see it because it's uh, yeah. in the middle of nowhere. In the Burrington Ham car park, where where you've got the um, there's actually a big board, like a, a map thing, isn't there? Um, of the grounds, and um, and what they can actually do is is next to the. They they can have a little bit where they actually put the image of, of Robin, you know, standing up there, and they could have um, just just as a sign of just as kind of like a mark of respect to Robin Sherwood, you know, with what they did here. I think it would be great. It would be great if it was just like a picture of Michael Prade's Robin, and um, yeah. and just maybe a and, just and, a brief. And maybe put some uh, signs with directions as uh, as well, because we've wondered quite a bit before we finally found uh, <laughs> the right location. So anything, I, th- I think we should go on with the story because otherwise we'll never uh, finish this podcast in a reasonable amount of time. 
Yeah. So when Marion's breaking the, um, you know, w- when she has that chat with Much, I think that's that's quite heartbreaking to see as well. And I think um, it really hits home hits home then that, that Robin has has died. And um, you know, because Much obviously he's, at first he's he's being quite sort of cheerful to her and saying, oh, you know, Robin, you know, he'll come back and and he'll 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 meet us. And um, and it's yeah, it's it's really sad sort of seeing Marion, you know, know that know that he's not and um and obviously she, she she's trying to get that through through to much um and in the end you know she she does have she does raise the point of um you know why do you think he gave me albion and um and of course it then yeah it then kind of sinks in with much that that yeah that actually he is dead and um yeah i think that was a really sad scene but it but it was it was a great i do think that there was a great little scene they put in there with with marion and much um yeah, it is. Yeah, so um, back in the village, uh, the sheriff explains to Gisburn that he hasn't brought back uh, Robin's body uh, to prove that he's dead uh, because the people wouldn't believe it anyway. So um, that's that's why he uh, he kind of did it. Maybe also, in a way, he respected Robin a bit too much for it. I don't know. He doesn't say so, but it, that could also be a, a reason. Um, I think, yeah... Um I, I, I think also the, the the body would have been the state of the body would have been in a in a very bad way, you know. Uh, well, we actually hear in in, seri- in the next series, you know, he says the body, you know, he says it was unrecognisable. Um, and to be honest, um, it probably was, you know, because um, don't forget the soldiers all charged it afterwards, and they were ha- they, they sort of they would they would have been hacking away at it. And, and to be honest, the sheriff, I, I, I don't think it's that unrealistic that he would have just um, thought, you know, what, let's just leave it here, just yeah. you know, just. Just, I've won the battle, like, never mind. And, uh, yeah, exactly. We'll find out soon enough when Robin is nowhere to be seen anymore. Sure, the sheriff was tired. He just wanted to get back to um, to Wickham and celebrate and have have some food and and drink. It's, um, it's, in, it's interesting to know how grumpy Gisborne is, isn't it, in the village? Because um, you can tell Gisborne's really gutted that he's missed out on, on the kill, isn't he? He was under the sheriff's orders to to stay in Wickham and guard um guard the Marys and, and obviously you know he ends up catching his ear th- through that but um Gisborne's got really in a, he's really in a grump isn't he that he didn't get he is but the, but he does get a get a, a small yeah. task that might cheer him up because he's the one who uh, gets to tell uh, the captured outlaws that Robin is dead so he uh, he obviously uh, uh, enjoys that moment. Um, yeah, that's right. And then, mm. then there's another very touching moment when uh, John uh, says he doesn't believe it, and then he starts laughing, and the laughing mm-hmm. uh, turns into crying. I thought it was yeah, really yeah. well acted, very well, uh, very touching. Yeah, as well. was... yeah. And then uh, Will is the one to say out loud that he thinks that Robin indeed is uh, is dead. And um, so at this yeah. point, everything seems to be lost. Uh, but then we see Hearn in the forest meeting um, a hooded man. Uh, there's this uh, this line, I am Hearn the Hunter and you are a leaf driven by the wind. And uh, the unknown hooded man uh, says he heard a voice saying nothing is forgotten. Hearn then replies, uh, so he is free. Yeah, this um, yeah, this hooded man who appears. So he's actually voiced by, um, you probably know this from, from your, the hooded man books and things like that. But yeah, he's actually voiced by um, Simon Shepherd, who, um, who did who did Alan the Dale. Yeah, and it's one of the stuntmen uh, uh, underneath the hood, right? Yeah, Graham, Graham Crowther. Yeah, yeah, he actually plays the hooded man. Um, Jay, Jason was never going to appear in the in the episode. They wanted at this stage. He obviously he he hadn't publicly been announced, 
so they wanted to keep it under wraps but yeah anyway they went yeah they just got Graham got a stunt man to play him um for now and then Hearn hands the hooded man uh, a longbow, tells him to string it, to give it purpose, uh, just as he uh, said to uh, Robin of Luxley in uh, Robin Hood and the Sorcerer. And then we see him uh, set out to uh, rescue the captured Marys. So when the soldiers fetch uh, them from the hut, they uh, see that they are escaping. And the mysterious hooded man shoots at him through the, uh, first uh, through the wall, I think. First uh, soldier yeah. gets, gets shot through the wall, and uh, later he hits uh, Gisburn in the arm. Um, yeah. That's right. Soldiers, the soldiers all freeze, don't they? You know, the sheriff. Yeah. Um, the sheriff does actually give the order. Um, he does actually call out again. You know, kill. You know, kill, kill, or shoot. You know, but they, um, but they, they have these. They, they get this image, don't they, of Robin again, of, of Michael, of Michael Prose Robin, and um, and they, they, I guess they just think it's he's come back or. They yeah. they can't believe what they're saying. They just can't believe what they're saying, and um, they allow the hooded man to walk to walk away. I think it's very cool that uh, after that, um, the hooded man uh, doesn't run away. He he stays very calm and simply walks off. I think that's impressive as well. I mean, yeah, yeah, he does. And um, and the thing is, he wouldn't, yeah, because he wouldn't have known that, that they wouldn't shoot either at him. And um, but I like the moment when um. When when he first appears in that hut, and um, and you see Will watching, you know the, uh, the 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 side of the hut being sort of cut into, and then um, and then like an arrow appears, and you see, and because John turns to Will, doesn't he? And he says, and he sort of says, "What's that?" And uh, Will just sort of says, "Well, it ain't mice, is it?" You know, mm-hmm. and um, but it's but but it, it kind of has a bit of sadness to it because obviously at this stage, you know, they think um, you know, they they just think, oh, it's Robin, you know. And then they sort of, um, you know, Jerry Cole, you know, Gisborne was lying, you know, and and um, and it is sad in a way because they're kind of like relieved and they think, oh yeah, Robin's come to rescue us, and and yes, the hooded man does come to rescue them, but but as we know, as we all know, it's um, it's not Robin, and um, that that point again is hit home when they when they go back into the um, yeah, they they go back into the forest, don't they, where they're um, where they see Marion. Um, Marion yeah, standing she, without him. She, yeah, she's standing there with uh, with Albion holding it as a as a cross almost, and then they immediately know that it's in fact true that uh, Robin of Luxley uh, uh, yeah. actually has died. Yeah, and so they uh, they set out to uh, perform the uh, farewell ritual, which we've seen before with uh, the burning arrows uh, in the lake. Yeah, and we see them all as each Mary fires an arrow. We see them all kind of just remember something don't they of robin um whether it's a recent memory or whether it's one from one of the from one of the previous series you know from an episode earlier on in 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 series one or two you know you 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 see some kind of memory as they're yeah as they're firing their arrows um and then a flaming arrow yeah this flaming arrow suddenly appears from behind them um they all turn around just yeah just turn around in in surprise and um and then it yeah literally ends doesn't it with with this with the hooded man standing with with him standing there. I think it was a good a good way to end it. Do you you know series two? Do you think it was the? I think yeah, it was absolutely. I ending. mean, um, I think it's a great ending. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great ending. It's a great show. I mean, in a way, it's a victory for the sheriff, but it's a it's a sour victory. I mean, uh, even though uh, Robin has died, and that's a very big loss, uh, obviously for the outlaws. 
they sort of have a moral victory. I mean, um, the the mysterious hooded man has kind of showed that the spirit of resistance and the legend of Robin Hood hasn't been defeated. Um, the other Marys all escaped. Um, so, yeah, to quote Sheriff, uh, it'll never be over. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, I think it's 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 a great, great episode, uh, this one. So, yeah. Oh, definitely. I, mean, I, th I think it's the best. I mean, really, this this and the Swords of Wayland and, and Greatest Enemy, I do think, are, really are the best episodes, you know. It's, they're fantastic, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's the best uh, single episode. Uh, it's the best single, sure. yeah. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, the best. Swords of Wayland uh, as well. Yeah, her and son, yeah. Swords of Wayland and her and son, obviously, they're two part stories. And they're. And Robin Hood and yeah. the Sorcerer, I, I really, really like. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, but, uh, but I think definitely is the best single episode, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. the best episode overall. Maybe not story-wise, but just for the emotional uh, impact it has. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just got such a great it. mixture of um, of action and um, of action scenes and, and emotions in it, and it's um, it's, it is the best one. Yeah, it's definitely a five star, uh, a five arrow episode for me. Uh, I must say, how would you yeah. rate it? Yeah, the same. Yeah, five. Uh, kind of expected that you would say that, so that gives it an overall score of uh, five uh, arrows, um, just as uh, Source of Wayland has gotten from us. Um, so um, that being said, there's only one more thing to do, and that is uh, come up with an uh, answer through the uh, trivia question you ask at the beginning of the podcast. So let's see oh, how many of the... Marys have been shot by an arrow. I'm gonna have to take a guess. Uh, 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 again, <laughs> I've got the feeling I always have to guess uh, at the questions, but I'm gonna say not that many, I think. Maybe it's four or five. Yeah, that's some. Um, well, yeah, you, 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 you well, can't. You're right. Two answers, yeah, so. four is, yeah, no, the answer's four. Um, four. So including both Robins. Yeah, including both yeah. Robins. Yeah, yeah, Marion um, was shot at the end of Lord of the uh, at the end of the King's Fall. You've got Will. Will was shot in the prophecy. He got shot in the back, and then obviously Michael, as we know, Michael Pre Michael's Robin was shot down here in the Greatest Enemy. Um, and then Jason's Robin was um, was shot in the Power of Albion. He got shot in the leg. Yeah. If you remember. Yeah. 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 I, I... So. Um, I, I, I could uh, remember four uh, instances and I thought, well, maybe there's another one that I'm not uh, thinking of right now, so I threw in the fifth. But uh, I'm, I'm going to award myself a point. I don't have uh, that many, and it's my last chance to do so because <laughs> in the third yeah, season no. uh, we're going to probably come up with, uh, with yeah. something else. Um, so uh, that's it uh, for this episode and also for uh, this second season of the Robin of Sherwood podcast. Uh, thank you, Andy, for uh, joining again. Uh, will you be back for the third season? Um, yeah, I'm very happy to come back. Yeah, that's, that's a yes, we'll really. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Um, I would also like to thank uh, Bram Brouwers for playing our theme music. Uh, and of course, everybody out there uh, listening. Uh, if you want to join our uh, ongoing conversation about Robin of Sherwood, please send an email to sherwoodpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to uh, stay up to date about the podcast, you can like us on Facebook, um, uh, facebook.com slash Sherwood Podcast. Uh, we will be back for the third season, uh, but for now, thank you for listening and may Hearn protect you.
And just as I'd begun to believe it was all over. How stupid of me. It's not over. It'll never be over. You slept too long. We all have. It's time we woke. Time we stopped running. Our friends who were killed, they'll never starve or be tortured or chained in the dark. They're here with us in Sherwood. And they always will be. Because they're free. I shall be with you later. When? Later. You will, won't you? I promise. That's all right, then. There are so many things I want to say to you. Time's caught me up, and now I'll never say them. Except that I loved you from the moment I saw you, and every moment since. You're like a May morning.